Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Rebecca, how's your sunburn? <laughs> it's healing. It is healing. I still have a hair tie tan line. Oh my god. <laughs> um for for whatever reason, I did not have the foresight to think that standing for 3 hours at a union rally, um I would need sunscreen with how fair my skin is. But it is okay. <laughs> Lesson learned. I, I, I can relate. I feel like after uh, a year of being stuck inside, I'm I'm just Count Dracula every time I go out in the sun now, just, just being destroyed by it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... Amazon workers at a warehouse in Alabama have been voting by mail on whether to unionize. The ballots are due today. Counting starts tomorrow and there is a lot at stake. Voting is over and the count, see what I did there, is on. In a warehouse unionization effort that could have huge implications for the future of Amazon and the labor movement in the U.S. So today, labor reporter Rebecca Rainey is taking us on a trip to Alabama for the final days of the election. And just a heads up, you're probably going to want to apply some sunscreen. I really started my weekend. I landed um, at the Birmingham airport at about nine in the morning local time. Um, And from there, I just headed into like the downtown area of Bessemer. Just to see, it it really is just like a, you know, a couple stoplight town, like maybe three stoplight town. It's Uh exactly picturesque of what you would think a small town in the South would look like. I took an Uber. I wish I had taken a bus. That would have probably been better, but I didn't. I was worried about the timing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then about 20 minutes away, just up the the highway there, is where the Bessemer, Alabama, um, Amazon Fulfillment Center is. You kind of drive down the highway, and there's a couple car dealerships that line the way. Um, You make a right. And then you start to see the union signs that line the streets. Workers at an Amazon warehouse near Birmingham, Alabama, are voting on whether to join a retail workers union. Their colleagues around the country are wondering how that will affect them. There was even a sign of Stacey Abrams holding her arm up doing the Rosie Riveter um, sign and with a mask on, of course, (laughs) talking about supporting the union. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when you drive up to the facility, it is very, it's like, it's brand new. It's very shiny. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a huge parking lot up front. And as we drove up, there were big vote signs hanging along the front of this large fulfillment center. Um, And you could even hear, and it's interesting because the workers talked about this. You can hear it was almost kind of festive when you go up. They have pop music playing. Um, And, you know, the workers brought this up. You know, they make play, you know, cool pop songs. You know, what's the latest hits on the radio? 
Um, but that doesn't mean that your working conditions are the best. That doesn't mean that, you know, they're looking out for you. It may seem nice on the outside, but when you're, you have to put your hands on a thousand items within an hour, it doesn't matter what's playing on the radio. So after I visited the facility and just kind of took a look at what was going on, I headed over to the Union Hall, which is actually in Birmingham. And there were lots of union organizers. They did it on the kind of in the parking lot behind the Union Hall. And they were just sharing their stories about, you know, why they wanted to form a union. They were talking about the working conditions, not getting enough ample time to go to the bathroom, being punished, having fears of, you know, losing their job potentially if they didn't get back from a break quickly enough. Mind you, Amazon is a big plant, big, about the size of a football field. They want us to go to the bathroom and come back to the machine in five minutes. No way. Um, so they were really voicing a lot of these concerns and, and, and just really building excitement um, you know, in this in this parking lot behind the union hall. You are taking on here not only one of the most powerful corporations in this country, you are taking on the wealthiest individual in the world, and you're doing it in an anti-union state. And when Bernie Sanders finally came out, um, you know, there was there were plenty of seats. There was a whole audience. People were sitting. And, you know, they were really, they were listening, they were responding, people were, you know, cheering along, agreeing with what Bernie Sanders said as he spoke. So what you're doing requires courage, and from the bottom of my heart, I salute you. And after that, you know, they were playing classic rock. It it really felt like the entire community was represented there. There was a lot of energy, there was a lot of excitement. I'm trying to think of the right word to describe, you know, this kind of like, communal collective energy that was going on there. It was very exciting. It it was a lot of self-reflection too among people who were talking about what they wanted for the rest of their lives and what they wanted their work to be. They want us to pick up with one hand, pick up a thousand pieces or more in one hour. They wanted to be able to not get out of work and sit in their car for 20 minutes because they are so sore and achy from being on their feet constantly during an eight or 10 hour shift and only getting, you know, two short breaks and then a, and then a lunch, which they said that they also had to clock out during their lunch break. They're not even paid for their lunch break. We're not alone and I thank God for all the support and help that we are getting because we need it because we cannot fight Bezos by ourselves. And I'm ready for whatever. Thank you. So Amazon denies a lot of these allegations. What they point to is that they pay $15. They, they've paid $15 um, since 2018, 2019. Um, and they say that they offer great benefits. They say they, they offer their warehouse workers insurance, $15 starting wage. They say that the the union doesn't represent the feelings of most of their employees and that, you know, they are trying to be one of the leading workplaces. 
What comes next here? Because, I mean, you were in Alabama for the final weekend of this unionization drive. Voting on it ended yesterday. Are they beginning the count now? Like, when will we know if Amazon is actually going to be looking at its first successful unionization effort in the U.S.? It's likely going to be a long time. And here's why. This week, they go through the eligible voters. They decide which ballots should count towards the vote. Mm -hmm. So both the union and the company can raise concerns or contest one of the ballots saying, hey, that worker no longer works here, uh, so they shouldn't be included in this this election. And any of the challenge ballots will be set aside. Uh Um, Then they start the public process, which is likely to start late this week, early next. Once the public election process is done, there may be some conversations about those challenged votes if the union or the company challenge some of the people who cast votes. And also the company and the union may challenge the election results as a whole. So I would say based on how this battle has has gone, it's going to be more likely that we will not know for a couple weeks what the ultimate result of this is. Regardless of the results of this election, I'm curious what you make of this moment. I mean, you've been covering jobs and labor for a while now under two different administrations. Um, With this vote and the fact that, you know, last time you and I talked about this, it was just after Joe Biden had entered the conversation, you know, didn't endorse the union, but told workers to go out and vote. I'm just curious, like being on the ground there and, you know, seeing this unionization effort, the fact that Amazon's facing probably more unionization efforts. Do you feel like there's something unique about this moment politically when it comes to unions? I think that this Amazon election taking place in the home of the civil rights movement and being at a company that is becoming one of the largest and most powerful in the world says a lot about what we're expecting for the future of work. Regardless of what happens in this election, the workers, the organizers there say, you know, this is a conversation about what we want jobs to look like as a company like Amazon grows and it's only expected to grow and they set the standard and they're arguing too, you know, look, we're the standard bearers. We already pay $15, but if workers only have two bathroom breaks and they say that they are so, that they're hot in the factory, they can't get AC, that, you know, they have to touch a thousand things an hour, that they're so tired when they get to their cars that they have to sit for 15 minutes before they leave. If that is going to be the standard for what the future of work is and a company like Amazon is going to allow at its workplaces, you know, what does that say about the quality of jobs in America? This fight has just so many examples of why Democrats and workers say they need to have a greater say and stronger rights in the workplace. Rebecca, Rainey, thanks so much for talking with me. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it. Also today... 
President Biden and top health officials are warning that coronavirus infections are once again beginning to climb and are urging Americans, including elected officials, to double down on precautions to prevent a fourth surge. Speaking on Monday, Biden pleaded with states to pause reopening efforts and reinstate mask mandates, saying, quote, this is not a time to lessen our efforts. His comments came just hours after a White House briefing where CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said she felt a, quote, sense of impending doom with new cases on the rise and deaths once again averaging more than a thousand per day. And another woman is accusing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of, quote, unwanted, unwelcome physical contact. During a press conference on Monday, Sherry Ville said that during a trip to survey flood damage from a storm in 2017, Cuomo, quote, suddenly grabbed her face and kissed her outside of her home in a highly aggressive manner. Villa is just the latest in a series of allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct against the governor. Cuomo has insisted that he will not resign in the wake of the mounting claims, despite bipartisan calls for him to do so, saying he expects to be vindicated once the allegations are fully investigated. Subscribe to Politico Dispatch wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, check out some of our other shows like Politico Energy, Pulse Check, and the Playbook Audio Briefing. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.